Hello everybody and welcome back to Football in a Nutshell. Now, this week, in terms of the Premier League, there's just so much to talk about. I mean, we're getting well into the season now. Lots of big stuff has gone on. In a game where no two big six... In the weekend, where no two big six teams played against each other, we produced some of the most crazy results of the entire... Um, and one of the most exciting weekends of football all season. And... Uh, yeah, therefore, as there's so much to talk about, I, and I want to really, I just want to talk about every team. I mean, this is there's no better time than for me to revise my Premier League predictions, which I made at the start of the year, and see where I went wrong. Uh, well, revise them, and uh, when I say revise, I mean these predictions. You'd hope are going to be better than the ones I did at the start of the year, as I've seen so much football, but we'll probably be quite wrong. <laughs> nonetheless but um yeah these i won't be looking at these at the end of the season these are just purely like just to talk about them and see where i'm where i place them right now so without further ado i'm going to get into the 20th place team which is going to be watford but um i will caveat this that uh watford so far have been the worst team in the league reflecting by their last place um and the league status as I'm recording this now, Arsenal still ongoing, and if it stays the way it is, there'll be three points uh, clear at the bottom of the league. However, they have just sacked their second manager this season in Kike Sanchez Flores after just 85 days, I believe, um, proving what I said at the time that Javi Gracia's sacking was the wrong choice. However, their managerial appointment is going to be so important, as well as the January transfer window. And I think there's enough pieces at Watford to get this club to stay in the league, uh, even. Not even not just finish last, but to stay in the league. However, if they make another poor managerial appointment, like Javi Gracia, not, not like Javi Gracia, sorry, Kike Sanchez Flores, uh, I think it could be bad news for them. However, if they do something smart, like go and get Big Sam, I think they have the tools to stay in the league. If they can play that uh, defensive football, which for me, that is the smart move for Watford at this point. But uh, as I don't know what they're going to do right now, I'm going to say last. Although I could regret them, but you have to, you have to give me, cut me a bit of slack for uh, the the position I'm in when I'm making this uh, prediction. Uh, but you're coming in 19th place. Um, it's another team which I think, I think this team has the tools to turn it around but as of right now Norwich are not in a good place I mean there's been a little bit of an upturn in form and since they didn't invest in the summer again these this is potentially a team which I can see heavily investing in January to keep this Premier League status as however much they spend in January it's going to be worth it's staying in the league it's going to be worth more so um yeah I think uh, Norwich Potentially, we could see going down this year. I mean, there's there's a lot to like about this team in terms of the youth in it, but particularly the fullbacks haven't just just haven't performed this year uh, the way many people were expecting them to. Very very poor defense, and at the bottom of the league defense. I mean, a lot of the top teams like when you look at Chelsea, look at Liverpool, look at City. You see them playing lovely attacking football. But at the bottom, the teams that are doing well are the Burnleys, and are the teams that are doing well are like the Burnleys and the Sheffield Uniteds, who 
put defense as the primary as the primary and attack as the secondary and I think as Norwich aren't doing that I think I'll just see them go down which is unfortunate because I'd like to see them stay in the league but uh, as of right now I just can't see it happening and moving on to the last team which I imagine will get relegated and it's going to be Aston Villa I'm going to stick to my guns at the start of the year I said they finished last They've kind of proven me wrong, but currently lying 16th. I mean, they've been competitive against all the top teams, but um, for me, they've great centre mids. Uh, I just think overall, the entirety of the squad, there's something missing for me at uh, Aston Villa, and I think their squad, it's great centre mids, but across the rest, there's no particularly weak area aside from that, but... All in all, they're not getting the results despite the performances. And uh, in games where they should be putting points on the board, they're not. And they can play some good stuff. But my gut instinct is to stick with my guns. And understand that uh, just overcrowding the squad this year will cost them. And uh, therefore, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick them as the uh, last relegated team. Although they have been better than I expected them to be which for me is down to Dean Smith. And uh, yeah, so Just Surviving is the next one. And it's going to be, uh, as well, it, it can only be one team in Southampton. Many people will be predicting Southampton to get relegated. Currently lying 17th, I mean 18th, sorry. Um, conceded nine goals to a Leicester team, which they were very toe for toe with for most of this decade. Um, Especially in the last few years, they've always been in that bracket of outside the top six. The Leicester and them, Everton and them have all been in that bracket together. And now this the gap in quality has just got massive overnight. But um, yeah, I just think Southampton will have enough. I think their squad is more talented than the three that I've previously mentioned. With more Premier League experience than the likes of Nathan Redmond, James Ward-Prowse, Stephen Davies. And that will ultimately carry them through. While Hassan Huddle, I don't rate. Um, I, don't, I don't rate him at all, really. Uh, I did definitely coming into the league, but now... I mean, I think they've regressed from Mark Hughes' days, which is never a good sign. But, um, yeah, ultimately I think they'll have enough. Danny Ings' goal should help them stay in the league. Also, I do want to see them stay up because they have Michael Lovefemi, who I think can be a huge player for Ireland in the future, on the box. So, ultimately, I think 17, just staying up there, Southampton. Like, with all these teams, uh, except for Aston Villa, I predict them to be uh, higher, much higher, uh, when at the start of the season. But these are really teams that have been unexpectedly... I mean, the Premier League's all over the, se- all over the place this season. Uh, I mean, Liverpool, the firmly second favourites at the start of the year, just running away with it. The likes of uh, Chelsea, who are supposed to be just fighting to stay in the top six, have been uh, competing up in the top four, now currently six points clear in the top four. And uh, yeah, it just has been a really strange year in the Premier League, very all over the place really. Leicester up there as well, another team. So yeah, ultimately I think uh, you'll see a lot of that in this uh, podcast. So um, yes, it's just, uh, I suppose, a caveat for the future.
But moving on to the team that I'm predicting to finish in 16th position is going to be Newcastle. Newcastle, at the start of this year, they've been a bit of a, they've been quite puzzling. Um, they're currently lying 14th place. Uh, they've had some big results. The win against United comes to mind. And they seem to be consistently putting the points on the board, but there's just something about that Newcastle team. I mean, solid enough defensively, but attacking-wise, they cannot contribute whatsoever. I mean, I've said the reason I'm putting them in the league is because Steve Bruce is putting defence first, attack second. I'm predicting, predicted them to be relegated at the start of the year, but when Alan Sutton Maximan is your best by far, like it's not even a competition really, uh, how Alan, how far Alan San Maximan is ahead of the rest of their attack, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, his, I mean, he's got a few assists. I'll give him that. He's got a few assists in the Premier League so far. However, he just <coughs> simply put on the goals front, he's not scored in the Premier League so far, and um, yeah, that is a massive concern, and he's the man you're relying on. On top of that, Almiron. Headless chicken at the best of times, and Joe Linton hasn't scored since that one goal in August against uh, Tottenham. So while the wins against Tottenham, the wins against United are showing that they can still compete, as well as them shipping three past West Ham, but that's not entirely difficult. Um, I just simply put, I don't think that that team is. Uh, I don't think that team is very good. I think the goals will eventually... I mean, they're already completely dried up. And by the end, people will work out how to break down this, like, five at the back with two holding midfielders and their left and right wings mid effectively playing at wing-backs. It's such a defensive uh, system with uh, Joel Linton isolated. And I think if they manage to break... People realise how to break it down, it could be big trouble for Newcastle and they could end up relegated. But I'm going to say... I'm going to say they stay up. Um, moving on to the 15th place team. And uh, this is the team that is currently in 15th. And it's Brighton. Now Brighton. Well like you'd see throughout this. Uh, you'd see throughout this. Uh, predictions that Brighton. A lot of these uh, lower place teams. Um, don't want to get relegated. Because they have Irish players on the books. Brighton's another one there. Aaron Connolly. Um. He's now overtaken Troy Parrott and Michael Obafemi as our big uh, hope for the future with those two goals against Spurs and, well, kind of two assists against uh, Everton. I mean, he won, he won a penalty and he won a free kick, both resulting in goals. So, what do you think about that? I don't know, but, um, yeah, he looks very good. Duffy is still at the back, probably been our best player over the last few years for the national team, not in the Premier League, obviously. But, um, yeah, I just think this Graham Potter's Brighton team, I'm just not 100% on board with it. It's been better than I expected, but, like, they've gone, the game, they've gone massive periods, like, six games, between, like, uh, without getting wins, and it's just, I mean, they haven't won in their last, uh, is it three or four at this stage, uh, yeah, they haven't won since the game on Snarch, which was three games ago. They just seem to go on these period, long periods where they're just not getting any wins whatsoever. 
and uh, it just seems people just seem to be skimming past it when they see big wins against Tottenham. They see the likes of uh, wins against Everton in close lock games, and uh, ultimately they just haven't been consistently performing. And that's why I cannot get onto the hype train of saying that this Graham Potter team, especially, well, I know Swansea were flying high without Graham Potter, but uh, not sure if that's still the case. I'm not 100% sure in the championship. However, speaking of that, I will be uploading a championship podcast based on the people I think can make the step up to the Premier League after uh, after what we've seen with Chelsea this year. They're currently in eight Swansea without him. And they also lost most of their best players, and I think they were around ninth or around that position last year with Graham Potter. So I don't think he's an exceptional manager by any stretch. And uh, yeah, ultimately I think 15th, an improvement on where the 17th position I gave them uh, at the start of the year, but uh, ultimately still very mediocre for uh, Brighton this year. And uh, yeah. Next up, 14 position, and 14 position is where it really starts to get tough for me because I think around you have like the Everton, which people might be saying here, West Ham, two underperforming teams there, and then the teams that you'd expect to be finishing around 14th in Burnley and Sheffield United, but are running incredibly hot at the minute. Crystal Palace is another one I put in that bracket, Bournemouth maybe, and uh, oh, this I mean. That bottom six, uh, I was very, I'm very confident about that. Uh, well, not 100% confident, but in my opinion, the that's that was pretty settled for me, shall I say, as I was going into uh, as I was going into making this. But after that, it really is quite difficult for me to see oh where everyone else will go. But ultimately, 14th position, I think. I'm going to have to give to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Should I cut this out and uh, consider it? Now, ultimately, I'm going to say that. Uh, do I say everything will get, get it? West Ham? Is that a bit outlandish? Yeah, I'm going to go with everything. No, I'm not going to go with everything. Okay, yeah. I'm going to take a break and then come back with uh, where I think it's going to go. Yeah, I'm back, and uh, ultimately, for the 14th spot, you don't know how hard the decision this has been to make, which is strange to say, because it's only 14th in the league, it's probably, you could say, the most inconsequential decision in the league, so I mean, safe from relegation, but nowhere near challenging for top of your European football, or even top half. Um, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to listen to underlying numbers, and the fact that they have fallen in their standings recently, I'm going to give it to Crystal Palace. I mean, they're just after beating Burnley, but yeah, Burnley will come up next in 13th actually. But uh, yeah, they're, they're just after beating Burnley, but they're just so inconsistent. Um, yeah, and they're Burnley are the not Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace underlying numbers suggest they should be doing a lot worse. However, Zaha could be coming into form, which could say that, and they're currently intent like. I'm bringing a drop off, but underlying numbers suggest that they are running incredibly hard at the minute. Uh, Roy Hudson, I think, and it's it's just they're gonna have an okay season. What I mean is, maybe they could make a cup run on it, and this, that will lead them to winding up mid table somewhere. But a lot of people, uh, 
I have no real reason. I'm not going to justify why I've picked Crystal Palace in 14th. Ultimately, though, I've just decided that 14th is the position uh, for them. But uh, moving on, anyways, to 13th, I'll mention them Burnley. Burnley have just been so inconsistent this year. I mean, they find themselves in 9th, but they're just after losing to Crystal Palace after 2 2 0, like, pretty comfortably at home. And uh, after two back to back 3 0 wins. So the, but the back-to-back three wins is so promising, and uh, it's just so difficult. I mean, 13th, they're only two points ahead of it right now. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I'm really struggling, as you can probably tell, with this uh, middle section. But I, I watched them against Chelsea, and they just, it was just utter domination. I think, uh, yeah, th- there's some games they look, and they also got steamrolled 3-0 by... Sheffield United, it's so inconsistent with Burnley at the minute. So ultimately, I'm going to say 13th. Higher than I predicted them at the start, but uh, ultimately not. It's another drop-down of four positions. Back-to-back drop-down of four positions to the current standings in the league. And uh, yeah, moving on to uh, 12th position. Uh, I'm going to go with Sheffield. Sheffield United or Everton. Oh my god, this middle part of the table is just completely and utterly impossible. It could go anyway. Do I go Sheffield United? They're playing so well. I don't know if I can do that. Um, No, I'm not going to go Sheffield United. Because I'm going to go with Bournemouth. Bournemouth currently, currently find themselves in 12th. And it's just, they've just looked like their position. I mean, up and down, look great at times. Some players underperforming, some players overperforming. Just classic Bournemouth. Always the same for them every year. I don't know how. I can. I could never be a Bournemouth fan. It's just the same stuff every year. And also, I don't support Bournemouth, so I don't know. Um, I, I think twelfth seems. I've predicted them eleventh, and do I put them up there? But the truth is, on current form. Who would I rather play, Sheffield United or Bournemouth? Well, as a Chelsea fan, obviously I'd rather play Sheffield United because Bournemouth are a bogey team. They haven't had their six points against Chelsea yet, which could propel them up the table. But uh, ultimately, I think Sheffield United, Bournemouth, if that game were to happen now, I'd be back in... Does Sheffield United even come into it? Does Sheffield United get even further up? I have absolutely no idea what to do here. Oh... Bournemouth 12th, Bournemouth 12th, so you're going to stay where they are. Uh, 11th, I'm going to go with West Ham or Everton. They're both they're both class teams, like, on paper. They have great players, and I think, but both of them are going to sack their manager, and it depends really on who they get in. Oh, it's so hard to tell. I can't, I can't predict who's going to get rid of their manager first, who each of them are going to get in. I think... Everton are more likely to sack Marco Silva first because of uh, because uh, West Ham are just after beating Chelsea. But uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say that because West Ham they've bought he's bought himself some time has uh, has old uh, Manuel Pellegrini. Who he's a ma- he's such a manager. I'll be on him for a second. He's a manager that divides so much opinion. In my opinion, he's not very good. 
not not terrible though. I think when I did that managerial uh, podcast, um, I think I hit it spot on with a lot of people. And uh, some people I got wrong, I'll admit that. Uh, but I think I hit it bang on with uh, a lot of different managers. And I think that solid kind of pair of hands for uh, Manuel Pellegrini is probably the right thing that uh, I'd give him. So ultimately, ultimately, yeah, I think... If he stays there for longer, it'll be continued failure. And whereas Everton will set the manager first, they'll get ahead. And so that means 11th place I'm going to give to West Ham United. On paper, a very talented squad. Uh, very, very talented squad, particularly in attack. And they, they've got a great result against Chelsea. Could that lift their season? Not entirely. West Ham have always been underperformed for me, except for in the 2015-16 season, which was even more backwards than this year. I mean, that, that was a mental year with Leicester win the league, and it, as mental as this year has been, it will never come. Nothing will ever come close to it again. So, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say 100% that uh, I'd say 100% uh, they'll finish. I think I think 100% they'll finish around 11th. Not going to challenge that top half this year for me. And, uh, well, they'll challenge it, but not going to get that top half for me this year after being so bad for such long stretches. But uh, maybe they can turn it around thanks to that result. But as of right now, I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to go with 10th Everton. Still haven't picked Sheffield United yet. And that's because I think currently in 17th, even though they're only five points behind... It's such a big gap to Sheffield United right now. And uh, Everton, I think they'll sack the manager soon and that will give them a massive boost. But I said 10 at the start of the year and I'm going to stick by it. I think that was a good prediction all in all. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think I've been proven pretty right. I think Awobi, if he can really get himself going, I mean, that attack is so talented. Idrissagonica is the big one. I said it in the predictions and I hit it absolutely spot on. That yes, decent enough summer, but I said I think I did it in my uh, my idiotic podcast, which it wasn't idiotic overall. I think it was pretty good, but the title was idiotic of why Liverpool won't challenge for the, the Premier League title. And uh, yeah, but I said Everton good enough summer, but a Drusagonagay move it was absolutely appalling that they let him go and Gibbaman. He's gonna come back soon enough. Twenty five million acquisition. And he could potentially be very good for the new manager, whoever it may be, because Marco Silva will get sacked. Unless, I mean, the Leicester game is just about to start, as I'm recording this. Uh, if they get a big win there, which obviously I hope they do as a Chelsea fan. Big uh, rival for us this year for top four are Leicester. And um, if they get that, maybe he'll be bought sometime, which I think is bad. will be bad for them overall as they're hovering outside the relegation zone. And ultimately, to get in and around the conversation for 7th was where Leicester want to be, or breaking into the top 6. I mean, 17th. This is far into the season. 10th would be absolutely miraculous. I think every Everton fan would take that right now. And I think, with the right manager, they will achieve it. As the underlying numbers are not too bad for the squad. And next, the final team on this mid-table like ramble... Is going to because it's going to really get into the teams that I think these are the nailed on top eight after this, and this is going to be Sheffield United. My position 
I love Sheffield United. Um, so many Irish players in there. Nowhere near the amount of talent as I'd say. I think uh, Chris Wilder, if he had even the likes of uh, Everton's talent range, he could be challenging them for the top four. He's an exceptional manager. Uh, I put him in the quality list. Almost, he's almost a special one. Uh, when I did that managerial podcast, I've gotten done so many references to other podcasts, and then please check them out if uh, you haven't already. But uh, anyways, I think he, he's an exceptional manager, is Chris Wilder. I think his team currently in seventh. I think they're going to keep on getting results because they have been hard done by in a few games this year, and they show great character. And I like their team. I, now that they've found their ideal top two in David McGoldrick and Les Musée, I'll write David McGoldrick. As much as I like him, he isn't a clinical player, but his overall team contribution is very strong. And if he can even finish with four Premier League goals this year, as well as contribution, his first touch, his hold-up play, his dribbling, his creativity, everything else, I think that'll be good as Les Musée will score the goals they need. The midfield three, I really like it. Lundstrom, Fleck, and uh, Lundstrom, Fleck, and uh, Oliver Norwood. Very like Liverpool's, like a a, a B Liverpool's one. They're like quite workman like. They have uh, they have like Wijnaldum. They have their ball player in. Uh, they have their ball player in Oliver Norwood. It's just it's the worst version of Liverpool's. And I think Chris Wilder. I think he does try to model his system on a lot of other managers. Um, and that's probably why he's so good, as he can like incorporate the best of what works from other people and creates this cohesive system. So ultimately, I think Sheffield United will continue uh, to be a quality, to be a quality team, and I think uh, it would be great for them if uh, they got this ninth place finish. Which is I'm predicting them ten places up from my original predictions after 14 games, which is a bold statement, but. I hope they can do it. It's wishful thinking, as they could, potentially. I mean, as, as well as they're doing, they're seven points outside the relegation zone. Not impossible for them to be clawed back into that scrap, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I think ninth place, I back them to get a result over any of the teams below them. So, ultimately, I'm going to go with Sheffield United. Finally, the midfield jungle conundrum, I don't know what you can call it, from 9 to 14 is over. That was absolutely impossible. Probably, I'd be I'd be ecstatic with one correct prediction from that middle bit because uh, that's so hard to predict. And uh, now I can move on to the top eight because uh, most years it is top six. This year's the top eight. These are the eight best teams in the Premier League. Although they're not in the top eight positions right now, as Sheffield United occupy one instead of Man United, but they're playing uh, Aston Villa, who are predicted to get relegated. Uh, in how many minutes? In ten minutes. So, uh, yeah, it's a top eight and um, eighth place. I'm gonna have to give it to Wolves. Wolves last year finished seventh. Very impressive in their first season. But uh, I don't. There's something about Wolves that makes me think they really just. I just don't think they can. Uh, I just don't think they'll be able to compete with the big boys this year. I mean, and they've already thrown the Europa League, and that will Thursday night football hurts you. At a team of world standard, Thursday night football would hurt them more than Champions League. Closer to the weekend, 
and it means so much to them so they're gonna have to play their best team every single week in that and I think they can go very far that's the thing which I think will ultimately hinder them in the league and uh, while they've really turned it around I mean they've got so many draws they've really turned around since that I mean I remember the fourth game of the season they lost 5-2 to Chelsea utterly outclassed by a team that it was only their second win of the season and uh yeah, they were just utterly outclassed and hadn't won in their first four. They didn't win in the first six games, I don't think, actually. So, uh, it was actually, that was the fifth game of the season, uh, come to think of it. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, for me, Wolves, though, will be able to compete. They will be able to stay in that top eight at set eight at the start of the year. Again, it's another prediction, like Everton, uh, that I'm just going to have to stick with my guns on this one. And ultimately, I think Wolves, 8th place, it makes sense. And uh, I don't know if they'd get European football from that. If I, They wouldn't know. They wouldn't get in 7. I thought if there was FA Cup winners or something, they might get in. But not a bad season for a club of Wolves standard. I think they'll be very happy with that. Back-to-back uh, finishes just outside the top 6. But anyways, moving on to... The number seven spot, and this is really where it gets interesting. I said about Wolves, but uh, this seven spot, it's, I don't know. I mean, the Wolves manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, could be the man who occupies the seventh spot. So I'm going to give it to Arsenal, and he is one of the front runners for the Arsenal job. Which, uh, considering the first game is just after going uh, for Freddie Lundberg, and they've after they're after drawing to Norwich. I don't think he's going to be the uh, appointment that he gets, especially as he does probably one of the most unpopular things that he could have done in bringing Granit Xhaka straight back into the team or squad. I'm not sure. Was he in the starting squad? I think he was. Or was it just the team? I don't know. But basically, he's brought him back in instantly. And um, I think that... I think that... um, might be a bit of a problem for him and I don't think he's the right man to get it there and if he does I think 7th is the right space but (coughs) Arsenal aren't winning games simple as and when you're not winning games you're not going to be competing for the top 4 the the only reason they're doing so well is because Wenger the the most hated man in North London for many years because uh, he was just treated absolutely terribly for manager of his legacy at that club just kicked out and uh, the only reason they're even in eighth now is because he left and the legacy of having of having uh, two great strikers Alexander Lacazette and a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang only scored two both goals today to even get them to draw we saw the same thing against Watford for Christ's sake it's the same without Emery it's just not the team the squad it looks good on paper but in practice it just it just hasn't worked for how I don't know how many years. When's the last time they got top four? I believe it was the 2015-16 campaign when they were competing for the title against Leicester, but couldn't win it. Like that's mental. Um, I don't think they got. They didn't get 2016-17. I don't think. Ultimately, Arsenal are not going to get in to the top four race this year, and I'm going to get them the seventh place spot. Which on current form, it doesn't even look like they'll get that. So uh, ultimately, yeah, that's where I'm putting for Arsenal. Sixth, Manchester United. Manchester United, if they win today, they'll be on 20 points, which is the same as the 5th and 6th place teams in Spurs and Wolves. 
which I fully expect them to do against Aston Villa. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's working. Put that, put that starting eleven that they have at the minute, Manchester United. Put them in, I don't know, Bournemouth jerseys. Does that look like an outrageously good Bournemouth team? No, it looks uh, something that Eddie Howe probably would take over his current crop of players. But nothing absolutely exceptional that you'd say, oh, he has to get top six with this team. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is still competing. I think uh, I was very harsh on Ole. I've spoken earlier about how I thought I got a bang on with a few managers. I put him in specialist and failure. I don't think he deserves that. And I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will be able to propel this team will be able to propel this team into the top six. And uh, yeah, this Manchester United team is not very good, but it's not playing very well. But um, yeah, ultimately, I, if they win against Aston Villa today, it's going to be a big step in the right direction. They'll be up to fifth. And I think um, they'll demonstrate very good stuff for Manchester United, currently in 11th. They, if they lose today, I could come back to this. And I mean, if I don't upload this before the game, and uh, they've lost Aston Villa. I look like a complete fool, but I think Manchester United sixth. They look better equipped than Arsenal at this current point for me. And uh, while sixth isn't an outrageous position by any stretch, and only I'm not sure if he'll keep his job with that. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give them that. They're another team with underlying numbers like Everton that are actually quite good in comparison to how they're doing at the minute. So um, jeez. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, sixth place for uh, for Manchester United. But now it gets into a fifth place team, and this man has had an instant turnaround. Jose Mourinho, I hate you. Uh, before I before I start praising you, I want to say that I hate you. If in the odd chance that um, you are listening, as I do have one. I've had one listener from Westminster uh, since in one of uh, has been one of my w- listeners in Westminster in London. In the odd chance that you do listen to football in a nutshell, I hate you. For, <laughs> let's get the ground rules in. But uh, it's just he just uh, has done well, hasn't he? Uh, so far, up to fifth already. I mean, it's as I spoke, it's, uh, li- it could lightly go down to sixth after uh, Manchester United play. But, uh, for me, the instant turnaround has been very good. Uh, he's played two games, one in the Champions League, one in the Premier League. No, has he been two in the Premier League? Yeah, he's been two in the Premier League now. I mean, he's conceded two goals in every game, which isn't good for a defensive manager. That is not good. But they're, sc- they're scoring against Deli Alley. I mean, he looks like a man reborn under Jose Mourinho. And, uh, and I think... And once I think that he can really do something special, not something special, but uh, with the right money in the summer or in January, Jose Mourinho can very quickly turn this Tottenham team around. I mean, these like they looked a million miles away from Chelsea. It was when he came in, I believe we were in third and they were in 14th. We're now one position away from being uh, what was that 11 positions away to one in the space of two game weeks. And uh, six points now between the Bears, where before I think it was 12. I mean, he is really in the hunt, and he wants to to prove Chelsea. He wants to make a fool out of Chelsea fans, and uh, I know he does. 
And I, but I think he'll just miss out on top four. Although it is very possible that he gets in. I think he'll just miss out. And fifth place, I think uh, it seems about right for Jose Mourinho. Uh, but anyways, moving on now to the top four. The top four, as you can imagine, I've gone with the current top four of Leicester, Man City, Chelsea and Leicester. And fourth place... I mentioned them there, Chelsea Football Club, my team, Chelsea. And uh, yeah, it has not been a good few days. I mean, we're looking at the Chelsea that people expected of us when we when the season started. Not the Chelsea that we've been. Uh, it is really looking down for us. We're competing in the Champions League. That may, al- that may also hinder us. And I just think Leicester... They're just grinding out the results better than us at current, and uh, yeah, I think we're we're off the we're off the level of Liverpool and Man City. That goes without saying. But Leicester is just a bit ahead of us at the time, which is a horrible, horrible thing to say to the Chelsea fan. And that we're having a good season yet we're a bit away from Leicester. Leicester, it can all go downhill. One Jamie Vardy injury, and I think I see Perez steps into that striker mold. Harvey Barnes, Demario Gray, Jose Perez as a front three. I don't think that works at all. And uh, it could collapse. But I, I, there's, not, there's not a future in my head where I can see that feasibly happening. And I think they'll pip us uh, to that third spot, which will be disappointing. And I think we can definitely fight for it. We can definitely get it. But we can definitely also slip out of the top four entirely. So fourth place finish for me. I'd be happy with that. Third place, I spoke about them before, Leicester. They're not in the title race. They're getting good results, but they're not in the title race. City are a better team than them. And uh, I ultimately expect them, despite all of Brendan Rodgers' good work, I mean, the player he's turned Sayonku into, Indeedy, I mean, Indeedy was brilliant before he got in, but he's even, he may have even stepped it up since he's come in. Those fullbacks, Chilwell and Pereira, both being linked to top clubs. And uh, I think uh, there's a possibility that this squad... This is not the same squad that we see in the Champions League next year. Uh, as it just all goes, people just get sold everywhere. Madison to United, Chilwell to Chelsea, Sionku to City. It could all happen in the summer potentially. But for this year, I don't think I can predict any sales in January. And uh, yeah, for me, it's going to be it's going to be a third place finish for them this year, which would be exceptional for Leicester Football Club. Uh, there's something about Leicester, isn't there? But uh, anyways, the top two. And they picked themselves. The title race, it's pretty much over the state. 11 points. They're not going to drop it. Uh, our, our Liverpool this year. And I can uh, I 100% predict them to stay ahead of Man City and win the league. I mean, the, what what can I say about Liverpool and Man City that hasn't already been said a thousand times? But Liverpool this year, it's, it just, it's just happening, isn't it? I mean, every single game... They go and win it without looking good. And when they do start playing to even the level like they looked like they were playing last year, I mean, it's just game over, isn't it? Considering they've won every game and draw except one, and they drew that game. They can very feasibly go invincible this year. And City, I don't see that ground being made up. And ultimately, that is my revised Premier League predictions. I won't be doing a reaction to this. This is just a thing that I want to say, because I wanted to talk a little bit about every Premier League club right now. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Football in a Nutshell. I'll be coming back next for a Blues the Colour podcast, and that's going to be my 
January wish list for chances, so that should be very good. But until then, goodbye.